Hello, and welcome to Here's the Thing with Robbie and Jose, where we explore relationships through a male and female perspective. With me as always is the lovely Robbie. Hello, Jose. <laughs> You're dancing before I got through the intro. I was. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what jam was going on in your head when I was, you were dancing? Like what you were saying, I was making it into a song. <laughs> like somebody should in, make it your into intros a song. Are always the same. That's funny. Yeah, next time, won't you rap it or yeah. something? <laughs> rap it. Here, can you do it like no, real quick? Because I'm going to sound like one of those white guys trying to rap. Um, <laughs> My name is Jose, <laughs> and this is Robbie. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm not gonna do that. I, you know, and it, you know that's what sucks too is that I grew up in the generation with rap, and I can't do it. Like I can do it with a song and kind of play along with it, mm-hmm. but if I tried, couldn't do it. Oh, I, I don't couldn't. know what it would sound like if I tried to rap. But it's probably really stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it makes me upset about that. I don't know why, but that makes me upset. Like, I, always, I should know how to rap. Well, when I see those videos, like on Instagram and stuff, or whatever, people like not celebrities, but regular people doing it, it's fascinating. I'm like, dang, it's because, yeah. like, there's this one guy. I don't remember what his name is, but he's like, he can come up with stuff. You yeah. give him something, and he just yeah. raps about it. That's amazing. Uh, listen, I was watching. Uh, I think it was a. I don't know if it was a documentary or something on Eminem, and they were talking about all the double and triple entendres that he Uh says just in one little paragraph and like how many meanings it has and like how different references and like I was like, that's amazing. And he makes it rhyme. (laughs) (laughs) Poetry, also poets. Poets are another one of those people that I just like I'm enamored by just the fact that they can compose and put those things together in such a way that's beautiful and articulate and you understand the meaning without actually just saying <laughs> actual meaning. Like, uh, I don't know, it just, it's, you know, writers in general. Well, I, I won't say what fantastic. it was, but you did write a poem one time and I got to read it and it was very good. Um, but anyways. Yeah. So anyways, um, we're talking again about Love is Blind on Netflix. And last time we recorded, we did a double episode kind of special. We're doing that again um, to kind of, because it takes a long time. It does. When we do these Love is Blind. And I think we found out that Love is Not Blind. It's a little nearsighted. Yes. <laughs> a very nearsighted. They need glasses. Um, but yeah, we're so we're talking about seven and eight today. Um so where we left off the last time is they're all kind of like meeting the family and that whole thing. And it ended, Brennan is at Alexa's parents' house or her dad and his new wife who looks mm. the same age as her. Um, but they That's right. That was his wife, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. I think she's probably younger than Alexa, I thought, honestly. I thought it was her sister when I, when I first yeah. saw it. And then I realized, oh, they can't be sisters because that's they weren't very be, affectionate towards one another. Well, yeah, that's got to be weird. I wonder in that scenario if you're one of your parent remarries, let's say, and they're the same age as the kid or or younger or whatever, they don't expect them to call him mom, right? Like surely she doesn't say, hey, mom, or really give her much respect because I, I that's my equal. Yeah. So it's like I'm not going to be like, yes, ma'am, I'll because do the dishes. Well, even if it's not the age thing, I think it has to do with the, the relationship. Like mm-hmm. Zainab and, and her stepmom, mm-hmm. she didn't call her stepmom. She just... To describe her, she'll say she's my stepmom and then yeah. usually correct herself and be like, no, she's really my mom, mom, right? But she's technically a I stepmom. I just think it's easier to respect someone who's older than you in that sense. And so like if my dad remarried and he yeah. remarried someone my age or younger, that would be really yeah, strange that's what I'm saying. Me. Yeah, so it's the age thing. But it was weird. So I used to know a guy, um, his name was Johnny. 
And Johnny, uh, he was married and he had a, his, um, his wife's mom was still alive mm-hmm. and he would call her mom, right? So uh-huh. it's, a, it's his wife's mom, mm-hmm. but he would call her mom. And somebody one time, cause we used to play poker together and somebody asked him like, why do you call her, you know, mom, you know, uh-huh. since, you know, technically she's your mother-in-law. Yeah. And he was like, well, my mother's passed away a long time and I've known her forever. So I just, now I just call her mom. So I think something happens too. So in his situation, even though she, like she didn't raise him, <laughs> obviously, because yeah. I got, she married his daughter, but there was something about when you, maybe when you lose a parent or something like that, that you, if you find a surrogate, if you will, like you sometimes will be like, okay, I I'm going to. I think gonna, that's a normal thing. Because yeah, I, I think, think, I think so too. Yeah. My mom encourages like my siblings, significant others, like you can call me mom, like, yeah. you know, and their parents are still alive. It's just like. Yeah. For me, it was different though, because I, I grew up without a dad mm. and there's no, even with the, with the, my best friends and, and their fathers who I grew up with, I would never call them dad. Yeah. It would just be weird to me to call any man dad. Yeah. I'm assuming <laughs> Alexa and her stepmom are probably just more like friendly. <laughs> <laughs> They go shopping well, that's together. They weren't very affectionate since she greeted him at the door. But, you know, in all fairness, her, her dad looked like he, he keeps himself up. And oh, yeah. He's a good looking older man. So, yeah. Like, very you know. put together. Maybe his wife picked out the outfit. I don't know. But he seemed put together. <laughs> he looks like he knows what he's doing. So, and, you know. Um, but they're having the conversation and it just, it was basically, I don't know if he said this exactly, but it's that what's your intentions with my daughter kind of conversation mm. of like, this is what I expect out of you. I love that question. I'm just wondering, like, it made me think about, like, where do you think that that stems from? Like, the origin, like, how did that, where the guys, well, it's the conversation with the the men, like, this is what you're going to provide for my daughter. I expect no less. Mm -hmm. Or what are your intentions? Mm -hmm. What's your plan for my daughter? Blah, blah, blah. Like, where do you think that comes from? I think the the whole father protector thing, you know, when you're... And I've never had a daughter, but if I did, I would imagine I probably would have treated her like a little princess. I know I would have treated her like a little princess. And uh, so you don't want to see her marry just any old loser. You want I know, but he was doing that thing that I said last season where it's like the parents are trying to be very aggressive, show their dominance. And I just don't like that. It's not necessary. It's not, but I think it's a, I think it's a human nature and we can't get away from it. You just can't get away from it. You just want the you just want the best for your daughter. And so you want the guy that she's going to be with to be on the ball. And I think guys have a certain um let's say standard that they they have for whoever's going to marry their daughter. He mm-hmm. has to be this, he has to be that or at least have some potential. And the only way that you can do that is by talking to him and finding out what they have on the ball. And if you get that vibe of, yeah, this guy's a loser. <laughs> just even so, so like maybe he might not have anything going on from now. But then if you like ask him, like, where do you see yourself down the line? Mm-hmm. What do you got going on? He's like, well, I don't know. You know, I just, well, that's uh, a legitimate question. I just yeah, think the dad seemed to be coming off very, in my opinion, very aggressive. Uh, okay. But he did state that she had a certain particular way of life or right. standard of living that right. she was accustomed to. And he was just like, are you going to be able to provide? Which is really unfair. Just because you come from money or whatever the situation is, like it doesn't mean that she can't fall in love with someone who doesn't make a lot of money. And for you to be like, you better be making tons of money because she wants to live this lifestyle. I mean, look, all of them, right? All the parents, it seems like in the last, in this episode, maybe the ones even before, the parents were being... um, 
very unfair and they're almost like it feels like they're trying to deter the the partner from even going with them right because i think like sometimes they'll say like you know my son is very this way Mm -hmm. my daughter is very this way Mm -hmm. you know my son doesn't like this or my son likes to run or he likes to you know he doesn't like to confront things and it's like what are you trying to do here are you trying to convince me not to marry your daughter or your 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 son i think it's very hard in this experiment for the parents to understand and i get they're giving away a lot yeah they did it in the last season too with even um I know we're, we're going back, but it's season uh-huh. two and they were talking about Danielle mm-hmm. and Danielle's mom. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, Danielle doesn't like this and she can be very this way and very that way. And it's like, yeah. what are you? And I remember getting that too, where they were telling me, you know, uh, at the time, my fiance, they were telling me like, well, she likes to do this and do this and she likes to do this. Like, again, what are you trying to mm. do here? Are you trying to mean not to get married with her because your your daughter is not a good person? I'm not sure I understand what exactly is happening here. So I don't know. I think parents can be sometimes a bit critical. Yeah. So I don't know if they're intentionally, I don't know. It's a, it's a good question. Yeah, it did feel like a lot of the parents were sharing things about their child that they probably shouldn't have said. That right. I, didn't, I didn't understand that. Yeah. But let me ask you a question about Alexa's dad with the knives. And maybe I totally misunderstood the scenario, but was he insinuating that he was going to circumcise him? He made a joke. Remember, he was going to convert over to Judaism. Yeah, but and he was like, "I got your for the what is it called? Uh, brisk, I think." Yeah, it's but called. like, <laughs> it was a joke. I know, but like <laughs> that. <laughs> I think that's part of it, though. He might have to, <laughs> but I mean, obviously, you go to the you go to the doctor and get that done. Yeah, I just I thought it was. <laughs> Really strange and appropriate. You're assuming. I don't. I didn't think it was funny at all. But I was like, "Wait, what?" Like, yeah. I I mean, you're gonna go full force. You're gonna go full force. (laughs) But yeah. Um, And then I had some thoughts about. Yeah, really bad. Um, About Bartice when he brought his family over to meet Nancy. So it was the parents and then his sister. Yeah. Um, he has a very pretty sister, by the way. I actually, one of my girlfriends knows her. Oh, I really? Thought, yeah. I thought that uh, was kind of funny. I was like, oh, yeah. like, because um, <laughs> in case you didn't know, or this is all in Dallas. So these are all Dallas D-town. people, but D-Town. Yeah. Um, but Bartice and Nancy had a very difficult conversation about a- abortion. Mm-hmm. They had different views on that. Nancy was saying she's pro-choice. Mm-hmm. Bartice was saying he's pro-life. Mm-hmm. And he had a big problem with that is what he said. My thing was is that when his family came over and his family is very against abortion as well, mm-hmm. and he knew this, he brought it up in front of everybody to say like, yeah, we had this conversation and Nancy doesn't agree with this, which I thought was really, he's setting it up because- my feeling is that Bartice doesn't want to be with Nancy. He's trying to find ways to make it not work. And mm-hmm. him bringing that up seems really, it's like a low blow because now you're putting her on the spot to answer something that's already a difficult conversation anyway. Yeah. But it's like he knew that his family wasn't going to approve. Well, okay. Yes. And and I, I, I kind of, I see your point and I even thought kind of the same thing. At the same time, it wasn't strictly just that conversation. There were other conversations that were had that was none of anybody else's business. Right. That's so the way I look at it is, it right. So the, that, that particular conversation about, you know, how you feel or what your opinion is, that should be between them two and then that's it. Right. right. You're, the fact that you, the, the family was there and now they're asking her, well, they weren't even asking her. She just 
it, it got heated, right? But there were other conversations where I think even in Brennan, when he was getting interviewed by uh, Alexa's dad, he was asking him about like, well, when's your longest relationship and when did that happen? And it's like, dude, that's none of your business. What are you talking about? Like, it's one thing to ask me if I plan on, you know, supporting your daughter and whether I love her and mm. this, that and the other. But like my previous relationships are none of your business. You, I don't, I would have been like, I'm not sure where the relevance is here. Like, yeah. what are we, what are we trying to get at? Like, there are just some questions that sometimes get asked, but you know, I've been in that situation before. I know I've said it before, but parents interview me all the time, brothers, uncles, all that stuff, intimidating me or, you know, or threatening me or any of that stuff doesn't work. It yeah. doesn't work. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think for he a did. young person, it might for if you were in your 20s, yeah. I'm sure it works. Yeah, maybe. I suppose it didn't work too much for me back then. Well, I'm just saying like the majority of I mean, when you're young, you're unsure about a lot of things. And if you have yeah. someone being like very uh, authoritative father saying you better are do these guys. Are these guys millennials or Gen Z's? I can't remember. Um, I have to look that up, but it's a different, obviously it's a very different uh, set of group of people here that we're seeing because they keep on getting younger, right? So the original, the original show when it came out, that was what, maybe four or five years ago? Uh, well, we're on season three. So, oh, well, I guess when they start filming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like it was, it was a while ago. It was a while back, mm -hmm. whatever. So these are remember the Gen different. Z. Isn't the Gen Z 1990? Or 92 or something? I don't know. They're in their know. 20s right now. That's what I do Oh, know. that's true. Because I'm thinking like Brennan, isn't he like 32? or something? He's a little bit older. Yeah, yeah, he is. Okay. But anyways, yeah, th th there's a lot of questions that get thrown at you. Uh, like I said, I, I don't think it's just that, but there's, I don't know why, but the family starts asking a bunch of other questions that have yeah. nothing to do. And I get that they're trying to get to know me, but come on. You know I just, mean? it just feels like if I had a private conversation with my fiance, about something really controversial, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then you bring that up the first time I'm meeting your family, knowing that they're going to be judging me <laughs> on that because the the sister started crying. That's how against know, you was. And it's like, but he knew that. I think he was very malicious. And he's, again, trying to, and you see him when they cut to camera throughout these episodes, he's like, all these things keep popping up and I'm trying, but there's a, a whole bucket of problems. It's like, no, bro, there's not a bucket of problems. You're trying to create problems where there is none or maybe a little bit, it's, but you're blowing it up. It's funny how some of those problems could be alleviated if... Uh if they were blonde and tall. Yeah, they wouldn't matter fit. anymore. <laughs> For some reason, all those other yeah. things might be less, you know, problematic. I wonder what if he did choose Raven. I'm kidding, but yeah. Like how Raven is. She seems very, um, wants to be in control in the relationship, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. I'm just saying that like, <laughs> how would he do then? It kind of it is a bad thing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, I'm just saying like, it's okay to say like, this is what I want if you're the type of person that can be with someone like that. But if Raven said like, oh, I'm pro-choice, would he have even said and he'd be like, look, yeah, I, me too, I, baby. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, and I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong about a lot of things. But I do feel like people will put up with a lot more if the other person is just more attractive. Oh, I 100% agree with you. I don't think you're wrong at all. 
<laughs> because I guess you can't be both, right? Yeah. You can't be unattractive and a jerk. <laughs> you could be one or the other. You could yeah. be attractive um, and jerk, or you could be uh, not a jerk and unattractive. You know what made me both. think of, If sorry for anyone who hasn't seen season two, but Shayna, when she took Kyle to meet her family, she had already told him that he wasn't religious. He didn't mm-hmm. believe in God and all that stuff. <laughs> Again, you Look at are- you seeing a pattern. <laughs> you little detective, you. <laughs> Watson. Um, are you implying that they're sabotaging the first time really that they- it's really unfair because you don't want to be with that person and you're like, I know how to like make it seem like this is a bigger deal or whatever. Like I said, I think that Bartiz did that maliciously. It wasn't necessary to bring up abortion over dinner the first time you meet the parents. That mm-hmm. was really messed up. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't agree with that <laughs> I at mean, all. I mean, look, I mean, he was talking about it freely and you got to be, you know, whatever your opinions are. Again, some people like to keep that private and, you know, um, you know, they both seem to have very strong feelings about it one way or the other. I will say this, and this is the only thing that I will say. Opinions change. Mm-hmm. Mine over the years have changed. I used to be dead set against certain things and I'm like, no, I believe this. Um, and then over time, as I got more information, I had to alter my opinion on that. And right. I was like, well, okay, I've, I've seen a different point of view. Um, now I understand it and it's not so black and white. It's a lot of grays. Mm-hmm. But, you know, anytime you share your opinion with other people, uh, especially if it's not somebody that loves you unconditionally or your partner mm-hmm. or whatever, you run that risk is that, okay, now you're putting it out there and yeah. you will get judged mm-hmm. because everybody has a value system and everybody thinks differently and, and they're, they're not going to agree with you. So sometimes you just have to, that's your stance, right? It's like, okay, this is what I believe. and But yeah, anytime you put your opinion out there, you run the risk of being judged and, you know, things might not always work out. But I mean, what's, feels, what's your alternative? I know, but it feels like the family and all the friends. So that's another part of these episodes or meeting friends and family because it made me think of when Raven and SK went to go meet her friends. It's almost like everybody that's not those two people is trying to sabotage the relationship. Here's all the reasons why it's not going to yeah, work. So Raven's girlfriends were like, how are you? Because, oh, so SK, he he's going to go to school in California. So he's going to be leaving like two months after they get married. Mm-hmm. And the girls are like, yeah, she goes out all the time. Like, how are you going to deal with that? And You're what robbing you- her. Yeah. You're robbing her of her fairy tale, whatever. Yeah. But they were, it's really, and I think the same thing with Alexa's friends. (laughs) I'm sorry. That poor, that SK, that SOB, man, he's robbing her of her fantasy. I'm sorry. I, I, just, I don't know why I thought that was funny. It's not yeah. funny. Everybody deserves it. But yeah, so Alexa's fantasy, friends but. were doing that the same thing to Brennan. It's almost like everyone's trying to plant all these seeds of doubt and like, well, she's like this. Mm-hmm. How are you going to deal with it? It's like, mm-hmm. well, in any relationship, you're going to have to deal with the other person's X, Y, Z. This that's is not new. This is, and that's an interesting thing because I've, uh, which by the way, just real quick side note before I make my point on this. Uh, I think I've been to that restaurant. Which one? The where they where they were. Oh, I declare. Yeah, I yeah. declare. I think I've been there before. Yeah, it's funny because the apartments are in Addison, which I used to live there, and so all these like they show a lot of downtown, which I think is yeah. funny because they're not really downtown. No, not really downtown. But no. yeah, they were at a, a local <laughs> spot that I've been to several times. Every time yeah. I see 
on this this season. I'm like, it wasn't yeah. there. And it was it was during the heat. I can tell that much when they oh, filmed yeah. it because you could Texas see the mist. Heat. Yeah, in a different scene with uh, uh, with Andrew, you could see him sweating really bad. Oh yeah, was, when they were Greenville Avenue, yeah, because yeah. it was it was during the heat wave thing. Yeah. But anyways, uh, but I digress. But no, so what I will say is this, and this is funny. Maybe this has just been my experience. Whenever I introduce people to, when I introduce a partner to my friends, they usually end up telling them just how good I am. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Which is a great thing. You Now, every now and again, they will give them warnings, mm-hmm. but only in such a way to prepare them for the way I am. Or so, it's a little playful. Well, like for instance, like uh, I remember one time I had a girlfriend and I had to meet uh, a few of my friends. We mm-hmm. went out to drinks and I think it was actually there, at, I declare. And um, <laughs> honestly, I really do think it was there. <laughs> and so we were there and I brought her and this was the first time I brought her to that group. Uh-huh. And they were telling her like, yeah, you know, like Jose can sometimes be this way, but make no mistake about it. He really cares about you because if just the fact that you're here. So in other words, saying don't misinterpret what I do yeah. because I have my little quirks, but don't think that that's that that he feels any less towards you or that he doesn't yeah. like you or anything like that. So that sort of stuff I do understand. But yes, that other thing of like making you feel like you're not good enough and <laughs> I don't understand that. It's so weird because it's just like day. If okay, I great. took my significant other to meet my friends for the first time, like I wouldn't want. I don't know. It just seems hurtful to the friend. Like you're trying to hurt your relationship by saying, "Here's all the reasons why it won't work," or saying things about your own friend of like it's not going to work because of X Y Z. You should be talking up your friends. Like to your point, it's like, yeah, Jose's great. And this one time we went here and he's such a great guy. Like all these examples, like you're trying to make it where they, you know, and especially in a new relationship, you start off on a good foot. I mean, my my whole thing with that is because even then afterwards, I think, and I could be wrong, but I thought they gave their opinion and they're like, I don't think it's going to work or something like that. Yeah, they did when they were interviewing them And I'm just like... Who are you? Yeah, they seem to <laughs> mad. I would, no, well, it's not so much as that, but it's just like, what I mean by that, I don't mean like, you know, obviously she is who she is, but like, if you're that clairvoyant, can you give me like the lottery numbers? Because that would be a lot useful of whether or not a relationship works out or not. Like, like okay, great. Like, great Houdini or not Houdini, but whatever fortune teller it is. But my whole thing is that you don't know. Yeah. So why would you put that out there? Like, you, you're already... You know, why you would say that about somebody that's quote unquote your friend, that just, I, I couldn't imagine if a buddy of mine was saying, hey, I'm going to marry this girl and then I'm over here telling her why it's not going to work mm. and then <laughs> being interviewed on camera and I'm thinking, yeah, that's not going to work. They're not going to make it. They're just doomed to to break up. Sorry. I feel like there's a misconception. That's just horrible. There's a misconception with, and I I get where her girlfriends are coming from in the sense of like, they like, well, we know Raven. Sure, that's your friend. But you know, you and I have both had several relationships. You're a little bit different in every relationship. How do you know that Raven and SK won't work? Because you don't know him. You don't know Raven with SK. So for you to say that it's not going to work, like we're all different. You have no way of knowing that just because you know Raven and that's your friend. Well, and here's the other thing, and this is the part that, and maybe that's just the relationship that they have, right? So I know we've been talking about it. Uh, I know we talked about it in the other episode um, in regards to honesty, right? Mm -hmm. So Cole being a little too honest or maybe Mm -hmm. his delivery Mm -hmm. is a little too rough. 
they're the same way. And if that's the way they are, then that's the way they are. So if their delivery is like, look, I'm just going to tell you straight, this is what it is. So be it. Good for you. It's not everybody's cup of tea. (laughs) But again, if that's the way they are, because their delivery was very, sorry, it's not going to work. And it happened in the last season too with, um, what was her name? Uh, With Sal and... um, Mallory? Yeah. Oh, with the her sister. sister yeah. Mm-hmm. And her sister's like, yeah, it's not going to work. Yeah. Angry. Yeah. Very, very <laughs> angry. But that, that's what I'm saying. If that's, if that's the type of brutal honesty that they have, then so be it. But in, in my opinion, I can take that to a certain point. <laughs> I could take brutal honesty, but just understand it works both ways too. Yeah. So because just because you're giving your opinion on something and it's brutally honest of what you feel and what you think. If I guarantee you that those two girls, if they found somebody that they loved and they cared about and they were marrying and Raven was like, nope, you guys are destined to be divorced. It's not going to work. Telling you they would feel a certain kind of way about that because who wants to hear that nonsense? Right. Like I want honesty, but like you're putting bad juju on me now. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, how do you know? Who are you to, to say that? Like you're not that clairvoyant. Like yeah. what, what is that? I, I don't understand. There's there's a lot of people that I thought weren't going to make it, and they make it. <laughs> like, yeah, like some of the people from season one. What was that couple? <laughs> Barnett and Amber or whatever. I'm surprised <laughs> they're still together. Love is blind. Yeah, case. but it, we saw a little bit, a different version of that with um, Matt's mother and Brennan's mother. It was very soft, but it was almost like they were telling the girls like, please don't hurt my son, that kind of thing, Yeah, pleading with them. But it's like, you know you're taking a chance when you're going to get married. It's very possible that you're going to get hurt. Like, yeah. I mean, don't get me started on that. <laughs> no, being all in. <laughs> oh, being yeah, that's committed. Right. But what do you, you know, feel about the that. mothers doing that kind of approach? It was well, very soft and sweet. They seemed very nice, but... Well, you know, it's funny because... Uh, I don't know. Again, the dynamics between mothers and daughters is different than mothers and sons. Yeah. So where, so where the father is trying to protect the daughter, mm-hmm. I think the mother sometimes is trying to protect the son. Yeah. Um, but then whenever you see sometimes mothers and daughters, they seem to be critical of their daughters mm-hmm. quite often, but not like so uh, Nancy's mom somewhat supportive mm-hmm. but again she keeps on saying things that she shouldn't be saying she like, came off very aggressive too well she kept on saying like well what if he i'm gonna you know i'm trying not to get mad in case he says no and it's like stop saying that yeah. <laughs> stop saying that he's gonna say no like she said it a couple of times or or whatever and they, they're very skeptical yeah. of Bartiz. and i was i've been at a wedding before where people were skeptical mm. of the bride and groom mm. and they were vocal about it. Now, I don't know if it got back to them, but I most certainly heard it. Mm. And I just kind of feel like you can't do that. You're yeah. just, you just, it's so much bad. You're supposed to be here celebrating. I'll just put it to you this way. To Cole's parents, I think they take the right approach to say, you know what? We're not going to go to this thing. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and but afterwards, if you want to, if you want to meet, and yeah, this is legit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, but I don't support it, and that's great because I kind of feel like great. If you don't support it, don't come. Right, don't and come I, on and bash your and, kid and, and or I, say and it's I, not going to work. Yeah, and I would say that to anybody. If I'm getting married to somebody and somebody's like, "Nope, I don't think they're you guys are right. I can't support it." Great, don't come. Mm-hmm. It won't hurt my feelings at all. If anything, it'll make me feel better because I don't want that negative energy here. Mm-hmm. I want to 
try to make this thing work and I don't need you with your negative stuff. Like, and again, you know me, I, you know, I'm, I'm very combative and it's like, I don't, I don't care what you think anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think in friendships, you know, like we can talk about, you know, if you're having issues with your girlfriend and you come to me and we're talking about it and, you know, if I have certain opinions, but you have to base it on what you know about the other person. I'm just saying that sometimes friends or family, that influence, we talked about that the last episode is like, it can influence you um, if they don't accept you Mm -hmm. and they're constantly like, it's not going to work. He's not the one, blah, blah, blah. If you hear that all the time, Mm -hmm. but it, it seems like in this season, there's a lot of that, even with like Nancy's brothers, that whole conversation they had with Bartise, mm-hmm. it's everybody is given their opinions, very bold and telling them why it's not going to work. You know, my feelings are on that. <laughs> you know, my feelings on that because, you know, people at the end of the day, right, it's really between and, and well, let me rephrase that. If you look at a relationship between me and another person, right? And this is, I'm going back to the whole commitment thing. If I'm committed to you and you're committed to me, 100%, both of us, and we're committed to each other, chances are we're going to make it. If, however, we're not, and we let that seed of doubt go in there, we start listening to other people, we start paying attention to what they're saying, they're they're basically going to be projecting their own insecurities on me, mm-hmm. Um and saying this, that, and the other, and if you let that affect you, then yeah, you're going to be doomed because now you got that seed of doubt that's been planted. Now you got to contend with that. Now you start looking at your spouse differently or your partner differently. Hmm, yeah, maybe I can do better. Yeah, maybe you're not on the ball. Yeah, maybe. The, okay, now you're letting other people affect whatever. If these people are what they say they are, they're independent, it shouldn't matter what anybody else says. Mm-hmm. And and for me, and that's what I'm saying because I've... um. I know my my own mother, when she was married, her mother-in-law didn't like her Mm -hmm. and was not shy about expressing her feelings about how much she did not like my mother. So they're around each other constantly. Mm -hmm. So to hear that, yeah, my mom was like, I'm out of (laughs) here. She didn't leave him, but she convinced my dad, let's move to the United States because she didn't want to be around that all day long. And so, you know, they ended up moving. But, But my point being is that, yeah, if I'm, if I'm married to somebody, and I'm going to bring her around and the people are not accepting, I'm sorry, I'm not going to hang out with you anymore Mm -hmm. because I made a commitment to this person. I'm married to this person. I'm going to, I've committed my love, my time, my, my soul, everything to this person. So yeah, I'm out. (laughs) You have to, because that's the only way you're going to give it a chance. Otherwise, what are you going to do? You're going to listen to other people dictate and put thought. I mean, it might not work for you, good for you, but that doesn't mean it's not going to work for me. Yeah. They, they just can't. They just can't make that assessment. And if they were really your true friends, me personally, I think they would be happy for you. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like they're wishing that things go bad so that they can say, oh, I told you so. Yeah. Yeah. But- if my friend was happy, then I'm going to support that. If you're not happy and you're coming to me for advice, then I would say like, well, here's what I see. Because you're coming to me. But yeah, if they're super happy, I'm not going to be dogging their new girlfriend or boyfriend and be like, oh, like, whatever. Um, 
But yeah, so um, later they go to Greenville Avenue mm, 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 at the Granada. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that where that was? Yes. All right. Uh, another local spot. Is that where everybody showed up? Yes. The Andrew showed yes. up? Yes. There was a lot of things that happened that night. There was a lot of fights, a lot. There was a lot. But um, again, we can't talk about everything. Um, but one of the things I wanted to talk about is... Zenab is still mad at Cole for being attracted to Colleen. I can't remember exactly how it came up again, but she went to go talk to Matt about it and got them both reheated Uh, about that whole thing. mm -hmm. And then, so Matt went to Colleen and Zenab went to Cole and they started fighting about something that was, should have been squashed already. Mm -hmm. If you have that much of a pull to bring it up again, don't do it while you're out in public with everybody there. Like, yeah, why drinking couldn't to it? Because that makes everything better when you're at drinks <laughs> oh, and emotion. absolutely. Emotions and drink and alcohol. Like, what? Like, That's a recipe they for happiness. Wait they got to the apartment. If you really want to bring it up again, which I don't agree that they should have because they did squash it, but it just put the other two people... Um, Because I think Colleen was like, are you serious? Like, we're talking about this again. We've already squashed this. So Yeah, the people that did, they committed the error, (laughs) don't want to talk about it anymore, which is Cole and Colleen. They don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's pretend it didn't happen. (laughs) Are we over this? And they they really want to get over it pretty pretty quickly, but they're, they're... their significant others do not. Yeah. And in case you didn't see it, they had a, there was a pool party previous and Colleen and um, Cole were being very flirty. But, okay. So here's the thing, right? So it was an inappropriate conversation is what it was, right? Mm -hmm. Flirty or not, let's just say it was just inappropriate. It doesn't matter. But what I will say is this. What exactly does Zainab and Matt want? That's the part that I can't quite figure out. Yeah. I get that they were hurt. I get that they were jealous. And I get that they both have trauma from the past. But what is it that they want to have resolved? Yeah. Because it's done, right? But they keep on harping on it. Yeah. And I don't understand it. Yeah, because when they did that little thing, I don't remember what episode it was. It was, I guess maybe they were still on their honeymoon and, and Nick and Vanessa Lachey came out and Matt had admitted, he's like, yeah, we had a little tiff a little the night before. On, a bump in the road yeah. or whatever, yeah. And, you know, he said that they they you know, it got heated. They didn't really understand each other. The next day they talked it all out and whatever, but him going to her at the Granada and being like, yeah, man, I'm still mad about it. Or however he came up with it. I was like, it's so like (laughs) jealousy. I don't know. You know, insecurities and jealousy. We need to do a a podcast on those too. Because jealousy, jealousy, Jealousy. It it has so many different shapes and forms mm-hmm. and it, it makes itself present in so many different ways. Yeah. Again, I, I get that they're hurt. I think oh God, I, I, I don't know. This is the part that they didn't know about each other, right? I don't know that uh Cole knew just how jealous and the different insecurities that Zainab had. Mm-hmm. Maybe that should have been some of the questions in yeah, like in the pod, maybe yes. she should have... Because I, I will say this, right? In the previous season, Danielle and... Uh, uh, who did she end up with? Danielle and... Nick. Nick, yes. Nick knew she had a lot of insecurities. Right. So he treated that with kid gloves because mm-hmm. he knew that, okay, she's got... So he would have never... 
in oh, his no. life said something <laughs> like, oh, so-and-so is super pretty. Like he knew better. He, yeah. he, he, he would have known not to say that. But maybe that's something that he should have, they should have probed a little bit more. Yeah. It's like, you know, how much of an insecurity do you have? How much trauma? Now, I will say this, and this is where Colleen made a huge error because she knew about Matt's past mm-hmm. and how he had been betrayed. Mm-hmm. She should have known better that this guy had some really bad trauma. Yeah. So if he has bad trauma, you might want to be very careful in how you interact with other men around him or that it's going to come back to him Yeah. because he's been hurt. Yeah, if you're dating someone that was married and, and their partner you know, they had an affair or whatever. If you're the next person that they're dating, you better know going in, I need to make sure that I don't do anything or say anything that seems like that because you, you already be know they're going to have that. You got to be careful. Like if if you're dating a person and their parents died in a plane accident, you know, you're not going to be like, hey, let's go fly across the world right. together. And it's like, mm, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm really not a fan of flying, you know, and here's the reason why. So yeah, I think she messed stepped quite a bit Mm. and I think here's the other part that I think is I think Matt and Nancy both got into this with genuine Mm -hmm. um um with genuine um intentions Mm -hmm. to find love right open heart open mind i really do Mm -hmm. like out of those out of all those people and i I don't know about did too i don't know about zayna yeah brennan yeah brennan i think is one of them too Mm -hmm. i think they went in there with a genuine intent of finding somebody that they cared about Mm -hmm. and they really wanted to make that connection i'm not saying about the other ones that they didn't Mm -hmm. i'm just saying i feel that genuineness from those two right i concur um and so and so with that, I think that for them, it's not a game, right? So for them, and I think... This is real life. Yes. And I think maybe, and I, you know, I don't know them for sure, but I think Colleen and maybe Cole, they did want it, but they're they're also kind of playing around a little bit. I know yeah. Cole is young. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I think he's like 25 or something. Yeah. And so they're still kind of playing around. And so is Colleen. She's is she? Young. Yeah. She's, mm-hmm. she's young, but it's like, they don't know, you can't... <sighs> You know, again, for Natalie, mm-hmm. she's older. She's in her 30s. She's, you know, she's been married, I think, before. You know, she's had relationships. Mm-hmm. So she knows what's appropriate and what's not. And she's been messed around on. Same thing with Matt. He's a little older. He also understands that, you know, this is it. And you don't play around <laughs> and like you squash these things. And I think those two just had inexperience in dealing with with people that have had trauma in their Do you think past. that Zenob said anything about all of her insecurities in the pod or did they edit that out? Let's just say she didn't bring it up at all because she didn't want us, she didn't want that to be a reason Cole wouldn't be into her. So she could have just pretended like, yeah, I'm confident and this and that, but then that's not really the case. I don't remember her talking about a lot of her insecurities. She was talking about being a flight attendant, having fun and going doing this. Right. But they could have cut that out. I'm just saying like, if I give her the benefit of the doubt, let's say that she maybe did tell him or let's play both ways. She did tell him or she didn't. It's just like when you start in a new relationship, you're, I'd say most of the time, you're not going to come out the gate with, here's all the reasons why I messed up. Let me tell you everything. Most of the time you learn that stuff way later, like three months in and you're like, wait, what? And you tell something crazy. Sometimes they tell you, but I'm just saying that like most people are going to be on their best behavior and they're going to be really sweet and nice and caring. And then like six months in, they start the to show their true colors. Out. Yeah. 
Zineb, I don't know. Her, the way she was acting at the Granada was very aggressive and mean. And she was like, well, go be with Colleen and, and this and that. I don't, it just was really nasty. She was upset. She was very, she was, sometimes she has some passive aggressive stuff. Can I talk about her top though? How cute she looked. Do you remember her yeah, outfit? I don't. Oh, it was super cute. Was that, it? Yeah. Anyways, it was like a corset kind of thing. And it was like, she looked very beautiful that night. Okay. But anyways. I like corsets. Um, yeah, I think, and she even, here's what I think happens sometimes. Because she she was like, you know, it's one of those things when you start, I've been in situations where I've been in an argument and it starts getting heated and I know it's getting heated and I don't want it to get heated. Mm. And at the same time, I can't help myself and I keep on getting heated. It's hard to bite your tongue. Yeah. Because she even <laughs> said, I don't want to be that couple, but he's like, we are that couple. Right. We're sitting she, here you're arguing. Making it. Yes, yeah. yes, you're making it that way. And he's like, he's absolutely right. And maybe at that point. As soon as they identified it, they should have said, look, let's go take a walk. Yeah. Let's go take a walk. Let's just stop right here before we go any further. Right. Let's just go take a walk. Let's go cool off. Right. Instead, they keep on going at it. And they keep on, he's like, well, maybe we should, because Cole said something stupid, like, maybe we should just switch or swap uh, couples. (laughs) I think that was a Freudian slip, but (laughs) that's just me. (laughs) That's just me. I think it was a Freud. Although, I don't know if I entertain Matt and Zainab and Cole and Colleen, it might work. It might work. I mean, Matt, Matt has a lot on the ball. He's an aerospace VP and stuff. And, you know. I don't really care for Matt. I don't. <laughs> really? Matt's my favorite. Really? Yeah. I mean, he has he has his he has his issues. I, I think he has anger issues. He definitely has anger yeah, issues. Yeah, he can't control himself. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm, I'm yeah, not a he, big he, fan of Matt. He's he, well, it's not so much well, and anger being one of them. I think he has uh, he's emotional, mm-hmm. and he can't control those emotions. He always comes off as he's got it under control, but he really does. Well, even when he's playful, I still don't like it. <laughs> I don't. There's something about like even when he's playful with Colleen, it's like ugh, I don't know. <laughs> Like, I don't know what it is exactly. It seems like fake, but I know it's not. I don't know. I probably relate to Matt the most out of all of them. Oh. I see a lot of myself in Matt. And so in, not not so much now, but in losing it sometimes whenever I get too emotional. Yeah. And also not dealing with certain things and, and pretending like I have it under control. I think we can all relate to Matt in that way then. Yeah, yeah, because there's been plenty of times when I feel like, oh, yeah, I got it under control. I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Uh, in reality, I don't. Yeah, because right? we all want to seem like we're tougher than what we really are. I always thought that I was pretty tough emotionally, but then as I got older, I was like, I cry at every wedding, I cry at commercial, like just weird things. And I'm like, why am I so emotional? I'm not as yeah. tough as I thought that I was. Oh, well, you know, you know, if you know how, you know, my thoughts on that emotions, they're all there. You can't, you can only keep them under wraps for so long. Mm. They, they have to come out one way or the other. They're yeah. going to manifest themselves. But I don't know, maybe Matt would do better with a person like, um, like Nancy. Who's a little more caring yeah, and, I could and see a little that. more. She's like, very in it and sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think with that personality, I don't know yeah. if they would be attracted to one another. I wonder but if they had the any chemistry in the pod, did they say? I don't think so. Yeah. But again, you know, and, and, and I was kind of exploring this idea with you earlier, which is to say the physical part makes a big difference. Yeah. It's like the way you physically look. So your personality might jive with 
a guy that's not so attractive. And so you guys jive, but because you're not physically attracted, you would never know the never explore that. And mm-hmm. same thing with a guy, right? So if a guy is not attracted to uh, a certain type of woman, right, physically attracted, he might not take the time to to get to know her. They might be perfect for one another. Emotionally, like they would be set if he could just get past the looks thing. Mm-hmm. Like I think, uh, who was it that said that? Uh, Raven, when Raven and Bartise were talking, she made an interesting comment. She said, well, I don't talk to guys and you look like you're a guy that wouldn't go talk to girls either. So we'd never So speak. we'd never meet because we're both of the opinion that women or men should come and talk to me. Mm-hmm. I don't go and talk to them. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that they'd be good for each other. Maybe they would. I don't know. But my, my point being is that that's out of, out of, it, it's just such a weird Weird thing, right? Let's just say we took lookouts, looks out mm-hmm. of all of them. Yeah, I think uh, love would be blind mm-hmm. if you had no physical interaction with one another. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but but because they do, and you have to deal with the physical part, the the whatever you look like, it doesn't matter if you guys' personality were perfect for one another. You'll never you'll never explore it because you don't. Yeah, but even a lot of the couples that did match up on this season. If you take the looks out of it 100%, I don't think their personalities would jive long-term either. Like, I don't know what the, con- like the connection that Zenob and Cole apparently had in the pods, like, I, if you, even if they were both super attracted to each other, I don't think that their personalities would, would mix. I just don't. Yeah, and Bartice I, and Nancy, same thing. I just don't see it. I think that, so for Zenob and Cole, maybe not. Only because... But Cole was never, he, he never came off as very serious anyways. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying, how she was attracted to that. Maybe she wants to, the idea of being with someone like that who's so opposite for you from you is like attractive, but to actually be, because Zenob seems very serious and Cole is extremely playful. I'm not saying it can't ever work, but for them to their person, I just don't see like I said, even if he, even if she looked like Colleen, but yeah. had her personality, I just don't know. I don't know. I think, I think what ends up happening with people is that let's say you're an introvert, right? And the other person's an extrovert. You're attracted to that person because they are what you don't have. Mm-hmm. And I, I get that, but, but then you have to run into the, the problem of, okay, I want to stay in, you know, I don't, I've been around people all day long. I don't want to go out. I need to be kind of decompress for a little bit. But this person who is the opposite of me wants to go out mm-hmm. and they want to be out and about with a crowd and drinking and it's noisy and it's smoky or whatever. Now what do you do? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you're attracted to that for a certain point, right. but now you're back to the yeah. the real world. And it's like, well, you can't do it. That's what I'm saying. Like sometimes that happens with, with um, and it happens for both men and women. That let's just say you find somebody that's fun loving and outgoing and you're like, Fly oh man, party. yeah, it's like, it's awesome. But then they don't know how to turn that off. Right. And then you get home and you see his, his house, mm-hmm. <laughs> which looks like squatters have been living there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Cole. <laughs> but that was a nasty apartment. Yeah. It was just horrible. And he looks like he didn't have any cleaning products in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, come on, can you get some wipes, some Clorox wipes maybe? I don't maybe? He know what that is. I mean, something. But my point being is that like 
what did you think you were going to get? Again, yeah. if I go out and I find somebody that's a party girl, mm-hmm. and nothing wrong with them, but she's a party girl. I can't expect her. Into. Yeah, I can't expect her to go home. It's like, hey, you might clean up after yourself. She's like, I don't do that. I'm looking for different outfits. I got clothes all over the place, and until I find something that I like, that's what I'm like. Yeah, I've dated yeah, but, enough oh, to on. know that if I met a 25 year old, you know. Um, super outgoing party guy, kind of like Cole or whatever. I already know what his apartment's going to look like. I'm not going over there expecting it to be clean or have real furniture and blah, blah, blah. No, they're sleeping on a mattress. Well, I already know. You know, it's interesting that you say that because Nancy with Bartiz said that early on mm-hmm. is that he's young. Mm-hmm. And under normal circumstances, when she was using the logical side of her brain, mm-hmm. she was saying, I would never go for a young guy for X amount of reasons, mm-hmm. which unfortunately now <laughs> like you're seeing that she was right when she was, because she was like, I would have never, as soon as I found out he was 20 something. Yeah, because now you got 25 year old problems on your hands. Exactly. And he's, she's like, I'm, I'm in a different stage in my life. Right. I'm older, I'm more established. I want to settle down, blah, blah, blah. And so she was thinking very logically and why she ended up going and taking the plunge anyways. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. she kind of knew that. He was going to, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't I, it's not that I'm trying to give people a benefit of the doubt, but if I know how I am and the type of attitude that I have to, to, to that point, right? If I, if I met a woman and I was head over heels over her, but she was a party girl, mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to be able to make right. that work long term. I just can't right. because I'm not that way mm-hmm. unless somehow we figure out a way where she goes out and I stay home. Yeah. But even then it's going to have its own obstacles. So it's like, mm. but again, that's why I date people my age. But We talked about that before um, when I was talking about Andrew and how he travels all the time. And I was saying that that wouldn't be, I know that I can't be in a relationship with someone who travels for work because I want them here, but it's a good segue Andrew, the guy with the fake tears, he came back. So he was there. in his eye. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, But there was a scene (laughs) where he was talking to Nancy and Nancy was He stole her away. He said, hey, can I steal you away a little bit? And she's like, (laughs) all right. (laughs) Sure. But Nancy opened up to Andrew about some of the issues that she's having with Bartise not really being attracted to her and blah, blah, blah. And then Bartise... Gets really jealous, which well, was weird. Hold on a second, though. But I just want to point something out, right? So Andrew, obviously, he had proposed to Nancy. Yeah. And before that time, he was recapping to his buddies what had happened. And Bartiz was there, too. Mm-hmm. He was recapping to him, like, because Bartiz asked him, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of a dick move mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. But he was like, tell me about your, about yeah. your proposal. I'm like, what? Yeah. Why do you want to hear about... Me proposing to a woman that shot me down that you ended up marrying. Like, what are you, how much of an ego are you trying to stroke yeah. here, buddy? Was very like, are jerky. you serious? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, to, to, for anybody that hasn't heard it, right? So again, he, Andrea proposed to Nancy, Nancy told Andrew no, and then told Bartise yes. But I thought that was the biggest, like, you're, you're, you're a piece of, <laughs> You know, yeah. dog crap. Because it's like, why would you do that, dude? Like, okay. So, anyways, so Andrew goes on and he strokes Bartisa's ego. Like, yeah, she shot me down, and mm-hmm. then she told you yes, which made him mm-hmm. all happy. I think Andrew is like, gotcha. I gotcha. It's like, okay, because Andrew's not dumb either. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this was weird among men because men typically don't do that. When I saw that, I thought that was the weirdest thing I had ever 
So if I ever met my ex-wife's boyfriend, mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't have a con- a. I would never have a conversation with him about her, right? Because it's that has nothing. A. I probably wouldn't have a conversation with them. Period. Mm-hmm. But we're still not going to recount that part of it. Or let's say we all it was a group of friends. You're not going to compare notes. No, or let's say it was a group of friends and me and another guy was going after the same girl and we knew each other. We're still not going to talk about how she turned me down to go with you. Right. We're not going to talk about that. I can still be friends and we can still kick it, mm-hmm. but we're not going to talk about that. So anyways, I just thought that was a very weird... So anyways, he takes her away and he's like, okay, I'm going to steal you away. And what was funny about that is that when, he start, when she starts talking about the problems that they're having, mm-hmm. you saw the biggest smile on Andrew's face mm-hmm. because Andrew knows... Like nothing sounds better mm-hmm. to a guy than when a girl is complaining about her boyfriend <laughs> or her husband, especially if the guy really wants to get with her. Like if they're genuine friends, he doesn't want to hear that. Like, hey, don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But he knows what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And he had the biggest grin like, yes, tell me more. Mm-hmm. And of course he was just like, you know, I would be there for you if yeah. you ever need me and blah, 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 blah. But that's my point is that like, a, I, I get it. Nancy needed to talk to somebody, mm-hmm. but that's how these things happen. It's like she needs to talk to somebody. She's vulnerable. Andrew steps in at the right time in the right place to pounce on that vulnerability. But you're right. So they're talking and then all of a sudden Bartiz shows up. I'm like, mm-hmm. what's going on, guys? Mm-hmm. What's happening? You could tell he was drinking too. Mm-hmm. And, well, he took Andrew's drink to be very aggressive as well. Oh, he did? Yes. I didn't see that He took his drink and took a drink out of it. And then when he left, he took Andrew's drink. I think he might have just been drunk. No, I think he did that as a power move of like, I, I, that's what I believe. Like, I got you because I've (laughs) talked about this with other people and they felt the same way. (laughs) I got to go back and read. I mean, I got to go back and watch that scene again. I don't, I think he was drunk. He wasn't in his right mind. No, I think he did it to like show his power in that conversation. He could have just ordered another drink, but okay. No, I think it was, I, that's, if, if I was in that situation and I wanted to be a B, I would take that girl's drink too. <laughs> I'll take your lemon drop or whatever, <laughs> whatever drink, like, um, you got to watch it again. I'm telling you, I, I think he did that purposely. Oh, you know, I, I'm trying to think if I would ever do that. I don't. I don't think I ever would. No, I don't think I would. But I'm just saying if you're trying to show, because obviously Bartiste felt threatened by that. And because, you know, Andrew's he's a good the one looking that was guy. Saying, yeah, but he's the one that was saying that he's not physically attracted to Nancy. All of a sudden he's I attracted know, to Nancy all of a sudden. But it's his property and someone else is showing it attention. It's like, I don't want her, but no one else is going to be, this is mine. It's all ego. It's, it's nothing to do with Nancy, unfortunately. it's. I, I would say this much. If I was... If I was in that situation and I was Bartise and I didn't really particularly care for Nancy, I really wouldn't mind. Yeah. I'd be like, okay. If I really, really cared about her, and this is the funny part, I don't think she would, she would know and I don't think she would have that conversation with him. Yeah. Or it would be much more of a, if I really trusted her, like Raven kind of shuts it down or whatever, but he was obviously insecure about it. Yeah. If Bartise was treating her right, she, I don't think that she would have had that conversation if she was really happy with Bartise, but she wasn't. She's hurt because Bartise had made it known, basically, I'm not attracted to you. And here's all these things. He's being very distant. And 
You know, but you know, it, it's always like that too. So, like he's saying, he's not attracted to her. Okay, great. Somebody else will be. Yeah, of that I promise you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody's gonna want that. Like, like okay, but you know, yeah. he has a different. Um, I guess he has a type, is my understanding. Yeah, tall well, and blonde. I just kind of wanted to jump over to episode eight. There was one thing that happened um, that I thought was interesting. Raven and SK, when they were cleaning, they were just talking about, I think the night before, it might've been the Granada night. And Raven was saying about how um, there was a lot of drama in other people's relationships, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of funny because anytime I've been in a relationship and you go to an event and there's couples there and they're fighting or doing all this crazy stuff or whatever, I have those conversations too with my partner of like, mm. man, did you see how messed up? It almost makes you feel better about your mm. relationship when you see like, it could be really bad, mm. but we have it really good. So SK and Raven haven't really come up with a lot of hiccups yet. Mm. They're both very nice to each other and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it just like, it's kind of like um, if I went out to dinner with other couples, like I said, on the ride home, we're talking about the night and we may be talking about other dynamics, other relationships. Mm. Does that make you feel better about your relationship when you see how crazy it could be or how bad it could be. It's almost like a, a reminder of how you need to appreciate your woman because like if you have a good relationship and you see all that bad stuff, like I said, it's going to make you feel like I really love this girl and we have a very healthy relationship. Mm. Um, No, I don't think that at all. <laughs> you don't ever talk to your partner about other people's relationships? Like when you were married, um, did you guys have any friends, coworkers, relatives, anyone else that had a toxic relationship that you went out somewhere and they had some blow up like the Granada, all this stuff was going on. Mm-hmm. And then you go to your wife and let's say, you know, you guys are happy and everything's cool. And you're like, wow, did you see Dan and his wife? Like, wow, that's terrible. Like at least we're. No, I don't ever do that. I, no. I think that, I think that's dangerous. I think that's extremely dangerous when you do that because, um, so for SK and Raven, because you know who does that a lot is uh, Alexa. Mm-hmm. She's constantly. Look how great ours is. Yeah. And it's only great because Brennan bends to everything that she says. And that would be a great relationship. So if I was with uh, with, a, with a female and she did everything that I wanted, everything. Yeah. Look how great our relationship is. Is it? Like you're getting everything you want. Don't get me wrong. But like, does that mean your relationship is great? Because guess what? That other person might not be as happy as you are. And instead of you focusing on that, those two really should be painted because SK and Raven are not. So they're, they're having their, this was funny because in that same episode, they went looking for wedding dresses Mm -hmm. and SK's mom was talking to Raven saying, you need to be submissive. Even if you make more money mm-hmm. in Nigerian culture, you need to be submissive to your husband. You need to have food. And she's all like, uh, what? And then that's where that conversation, because they're cleaning up and she's mm-hmm. like, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I don't want this traditional life, blah, blah, blah. And SK, again, he's given her everything that she wants. So he's the, he's the uh, version of Brennan. Mm-hmm. But you can see he's not sharing everything he's 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 and even raven's friends had made the same comment about sk he's just going along with everything she's saying right mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. maybe because like we talked about her because she's so beautiful. such an attractive beautiful mm-hmm. woman but that by no means implies that your relationship is great 
He's just trying not to cause any waves. And it's just like, okay. So I think that's dangerous. So I typically do not, in general, talk about other couples, especially if they had a bad night. So if we've all gone out and that couple had a bad night and they were arguing because of something that had nothing to do with me or nothing to do with us, like that's something that happened. And I've been on the other end of that. So yeah, been, me too. I'm not so, saying I would harp on that. So, but by no means am I going to say, hey, look at our relationship is much better. It's like, you don't know. They might have the best relationship in the world and maybe they'll stay together way longer than we do. It's volatile for sure. And I wouldn't want it, but if it works for them, good for them. Well, like, I don't keep, mean, on, keep it going. I'm just meeting people. Like when I talk to, if I talk to one of my girlfriends that's in a bad relationship and she's telling me all these things she's having to deal with, in my mind, if I'm in a good, healthy relationship, it only makes me feel more grateful of that. I'm just saying it's like yeah. a reminder of like, yeah, I could be in a room. Yeah, I just don't talk about it. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I think talking about other I'd couples. I'd be like, baby, you're the best. Oh my gosh, I, I want to be with you so much. But yeah. I um, think talking about other couples is a very normal thing that people will do, especially if you all have mutual friends and this and that. I'm not saying you're really trying to compare relationships. I'm just saying that if I see some really toxic stuff, it makes me appreciate what I have way more because I know that I don't have that. I'm not saying it's like, oh, well, we're better, like a, yeah. like Alexa was saying, but it's just like, okay, well, at least, you know, my man doesn't do X, Y, Z because I know it would be hard for me. It just makes me feel grateful. <laughs> like <laughs> Sure. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But yeah, I just, I typically in general do not talk about other couples at all ever because yeah. it's... It's A, it's none of my business and, and B, if it works for them, then it works for them. If they're together and they look and they're happy, again, they might be. No, but I'm not, I'm not talking about a happy relationship. I'm not talking about a one-off fight one night. I'm talking about, you know, you've surely you have a friend that has a bad relationship. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can't really define it. If they're together, the implication is they're happy or else why would they be together? Oh, that's what you think? Oh, that's what I know. In this day and age, you can leave at any time you want to. I think there's a lot of people that stay in very unhappy relationships. Then it's working for them. They might not. But I mean, there's people that stay in bad jobs too. Again, if you're willing to put up with it, who am I to tell you that you shouldn't? I'm not saying <laughs> you're telling it. people. I'm Enjoy saying it. that when you see anything, it's just like when you see someone on the street, a homeless person, it's going to make you be like, I'm so blessed. I uh, have these things. Mm -hmm. If I see really bad relationships and I'm in a really healthy one, it just brings me back to, I need to appreciate what I have because I could be in that situation. That's mm -hmm. all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, yeah, it's, it's all relative. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen, you know, couples that, that I thought was a toxic relationship, but they stay together and they seem to be in love. Doesn't mean that I want that though. No, I don't want it, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but it, but it, um, that's why, you know, again, we had talked about before meeting the parents and friends and, you know, meeting my sister's boyfriends or husbands or whatever. I have no opinion whatsoever. I could care less. Like whatever y'all do, y'all do. If, if, if every night you guys are screaming at each other and that's how y'all communicate, then okay, I'm happy for you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you. I'm, I'm, I'm sometimes a little more, um, and don't get me wrong, marriage is different because you made a commitment, mm -hmm. but if you're in a boyfriend, girlfriend situation and you're not happy, get out. I mean, I know that sounds, that sounds harsh, but get out. Either that or work on it. But, but if, if at the end of the day, it's just not going to work out or, or you either going to have to come to grips with, 
this is the way my life is going to be, or I need to explore other options. And that's for jobs, relationships. You know, I, I get that sometimes you have to stay for certain reasons, but, you know, that's a that's still somewhat of a choice. Yeah, I gotcha. But yeah, I mean, this is, you know, like I get, they're just meeting friends, family. They did the dress shopping, the tuck shopping, that whole Thing Cole and- wanted that badass blazer. And he couldn't because he was like, no, Zainab told me it's got to be black or navy. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that blazer. Yeah, he's, trying to was- keep, he's trying to keep her happy. I don't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> see, that's where I'm grateful. I get to wear whatever I want to. There's <laughs> Nobody's going to tell me what to wear. Nobody's going to tell me whatever I'm going to wear. If I wanted to wear that blazer, which is was a nice blazer. It was head color and... I'm just saying he's 25. That's, <laughs> that's true. And this is a second marriage, so. Yeah. Oh, but. yeah that's right. <laughs> he better make it work. Yep. <laughs> but anyways. But yeah, it was good to see you again. Yeah, and, um, great conversation. We're, all, we're almost at the end. It's, d- did you want to, um, I think I asked you a couple of episodes ago if you had any predictions. You, I think you said oh none of them. Gosh. Are you still of that opinion? I, I still don't think any of them. Okay. Long term? Long term meaning five well, years I mean or more? We'll go through with the wedding day. Barty's no. Yeah, that's, I mean, I wasn't talking about him when I asked this question. (laughs) I mean, Cole, I don't think, I don't think his heart is in it exactly, but I think something else is going on with Cole. There's, there's a rebelliousness that's that that's about you know he talked about his parents and mm-hmm. how they were conservative and how they don't approve of his lifestyle and it's almost like you can feel abandoned mm-hmm. so I think he sometimes is like trying to make it work with Zainab even though he knows that it's they're not jiving like to prove everybody wrong you mean no he feels like he's left out by himself okay and she's the only one that he has left. Mm. Like my parents don't approve it. Right. They don't. And we're they don't in this agree with it. Together, yeah. so. And they're very conservative. He talked about how conservative they are, and he's like, "I don't want to be like that. I don't want to, you know, go to church every weekend and blah 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 blah." Yeah. So he's feeling a certain kind of way. So he's out dangling in the wind by himself. Now Zainab's there, which he's going to marry, is supposed to be his number one, but that's not working out either. So yeah. now he's feeling like, "Oh crap, my parents don't approve it." Now I'm with another person. So I don't know. I'm on the fence about him. Brennan, Alexa, I think yes for sure. That's going to happen. Matt, Colleen, I don't know. Matt Matt seems to constantly be wanting to get out. Yeah, he's got his bags packed every night. He calms like- down and then and he's like, he's okay. But I've seen guys like that. I, I sometimes have been a guy like that where I'm just looking for an excuse to get out. It doesn't work. Yeah, and I don't think Colleen, no one's going to want to put up with that anyway. If you're threatening with your bags packed every single time something happens... Which we didn't even get into it, but he blew up the night of the Granada too because apparently she went out to the club with the girls or whatever. But it's just, it's so, how can you be, feel good in the relationship? Yeah. I mean, the one thing that I, that I think everybody likes, but in particular women, is security. Right. And how secure are you whenever the guy that you're with is constantly saying he's about to leave? Yeah. And so that's not going to foster a sense of security and love and mm-hmm. <laughs> and whatever. It's just not. I'm not saying that, you know, he wasn't incorrect in feeling the way he is, but his approach to like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. Okay, yeah. then get out, dude. Yeah. Stop, stop saying it. Just I get really out. I hate that. And, and my whole thing with that is for me, I don't, that's why I kept on saying, I don't think he's, he's dealt with that trauma. Yeah. And he's, until he deals with it or at least has a better grip of, of learning how to live with it, 
There's no way that any relationship, he can find the most perfect, just perfect girl. Mm -hmm. If he hasn't dealt with that, he's doomed to to failure. What about SK and Raven? Do you think they're going to make it to the altar? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Again, for that same reason that I think SK is bending too much to Raven's will. And he comes from a semi-traditional family. It's, It's not our tradition, right? It's from Nigeria, but... You know, cultures are very hard. I mean, yeah. you know, coming from, you know, you know, uh, Mexico and, and my parents come from Mexico. There's a lot of hardcore wiring that comes with culture because culture is just basically you can't touch it. It's not written down. It's just things that are passed down from generation to generation yeah. to generation. Now you're asking them to stop thinking like that, but that's how you were born and raised. That's yeah. how that's how you are. So, Well, you and I agree. I, I think know. only Brennan and Alexa, that's my opinion. I think they're the only ones that are going to say even, yes. And even then, it's going to be hard. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to last, but yeah, I don't think any of the other, this is a Yeah. A I mean, I don't know bunch. either one of them, but you know, I know that in any marriage, there's a, there's a little bit of give and take on both sides. Yeah. It can never be lopsided and you're just begging for trouble whenever, whenever that's the case. But yeah. Well, okay. Well, we'll see (laughs) in the coming weeks. (laughs) Until next time. Bye. Bye.